welcome to the first episode of Deeply Curious of 2019. Woo. My name is Cody Jensen and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah. Hello. This is our, we're back. We're back. This first episode of 2019. We did it. Also our first episode after a two or three week break. Listen, December is sort of a blur. I don't, <laughs> we were gone so much. I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, we actually had, we had no plans of missing any episodes yeah um we these shows go up on tuesday so we were fully planning on a show coming out on christmas day and new year's day yeah um and i think we might have missed the week before that i think as we well. did so we're back after three weeks off um not on purpose yeah <laughs> so the last episode we did was the episode we were on our on a plane yeah. on the way to london yeah. which may confuse you if you are watching our YouTube channel yeah. um, because our YouTube selves are, are in London are in London right now. <laughs> um, we're, uh, our YouTube selves are a month behind our podcast selves and our real selves are actually probably three to four days ahead of uh, this that you're listening to. Yeah, not on purpose. <laughs> um, we didn't mean to be in the future. <laughs> so, our, um, you know, our actual bodies are in the future right now. Um, our podcast bodies are in your ear holes right now. Okay. Um, and our YouTube bodies are still back in December. Yeah. Um, so the last podcast we did was in on the plane on the way to London. And we brought our podcast stuff with us, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we had all intentions to record a podcast with our friend Amber while we were in London. Needless Did, to say, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, we didn't want to like force it. Right. Um, because we were there to, you know, celebrate and have fun and be on vacation. If if the time was right, the time was right. Well, the time was wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> that didn't happen. Then we came back uh for in to New York for seven days. Mm-hmm. Um we were crazy busy getting ready for the next trip that seven days because we yeah. were gonna be gone for two weeks. Yeah. So then we left and, and we gone for two weeks. Like and skiing, so we had to figure out like how do we pack two weeks of clothes plus skiing and everything and a carry on. It took seven days to figure it out, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and then we took our podcast gear with us to Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and we had more intentions, yeah, <laughs> of <laughs> recording a podcast with our friend Josh, with our friend Nick, and with Amber uh, mm -hmm. since we didn't get to in London, yeah. Um, and again, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, we were having way too much fun. The timing was all wrong. Yeah. It didn't happen. Then we went to our hometown of Enid. And we thought, surely we're going to have time here to do some yes. stuff. And so <laughs> I had every intention to record a podcast with my father. Yeah. Um, and then we went skiing for a week and never, we'll say this, we never made the time to do this because obviously there would be time if we wanted to make it happen. Right. But. We never made the time because like what I mentioned, we were not there for work. We yeah. were there for family. We were there for vacation. We were there for rest and rejuvenation. Yeah. Uh, and so we decided not to force it. And that led to a three-week break on accident. Yeah, it, it was a sabbatical, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, now that we're looking back. Yeah, it was yeah, a sabbatical. It was, it was a Truthfully, though, I mean, I didn't really plan that in work, but on a personal level, I really did plan that for the last at least two weeks of December when we went to Oklahoma. I was like, I had every intention of doing a hard reset in life. Yeah. I think it kind of worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the conversation that we are going to kind of talk about uh, right yeah. now. But before we jump in, we're going to take a quick break and let you know about our sponsor, BNH Photo Video is a huge technology photo video. Uh, all all of your visual mm -hmm. and audio pro audio pro camera yeah. gear, all the things. You know? All the things. I don't know words necessarily. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's uh it's it's early in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. too early for words. Yeah. So, but uh, we do very much appreciate our friends over at B and H Photo Video. You can go to b and h dot com to check out all of your photo video. Pro audio needs also other electronic items. Miscellaneous. Yeah, miscellaneous. Do you pronounce the C in miscellaneous? I don't. There's you just in didn't. There. No, I did. I said a miscellaneous, and there's like a hard C oh. in there. But no, I was doing that more facetiously. But yeah. 
And then I was like, wait, are you actually supposed to pronounce the C in no, miscellaneous? No, English language is yeah. weird. Um, but the gear that we are using right now, these these, uh, these microphones, these stands, the recorder that the audio is being fed into, all yeah. is compliments of our friends over at B&H. They ha hooked us up. We very much appreciate Love their support guys. of New York creativity, of creativity in general, um, and just helping out the uh, New York squad and, and being having our backs. Yeah, good people. They, they also uh, temporarily hooked me up with a Canon EOS R, Canon's first mirrorless camera, yeah. uh, or full full frame mirrorless camera, I should say. And that is what I've been using for the last month. And uh, almost all of the New York walking tour, except for the first two videos. Um, so the, the last three videos of the New York walking tour and every video coming out until I say so, uh, <laughs> was filmed on the brand new Canon EOS R. It is a fantastic camera. Would actually very much recommend it. Um, yeah, you can't stop talking about it, really. It's I, I I really like it. I really even like the kit lens it comes with. Um, it made, I think, the footage from London, it made it um, even just a little bit more crispier than mm -hmm. it would have been. And I'm happy with that. Um, so I'll quit talking about gear now. <laughs> but thank you to our sponsor, B&H. Check out their stuff by going to bnh.com. Uh, and you can also get links to everything that we use in the show notes and if you use those links to get to bnh's site we will get affiliate credit at no cost to you and it helps us out a bit we love that okay so three weeks gone three weeks gone um you know t took some took some time off to just reflect and mm -hmm. we also didn't put out a lot of videos during that time either right um which was mostly because we were running around everywhere. It was kind of hard, again, yeah. to find time or to make time, maybe. And that's the thing. I didn't want to make time. Right. Because we were in London for our 10-year wedding anniversary. Right. So That was very on purpose. It was very on purpose. I said, well, actually, the, the original plan was for the New York Walking Tour series to right. come out while we were in London. Yes. And through just lack of i don't know time management or you know so whatever things took longer than what i expected yeah and so i did not get it edited in time for them to come out on the monday was a friday we were in london and so i knew that if it if i started it um that i would be spending a lot of hours while we were in london editing these videos right and i was like no that's not what you know we're not going to london for our 10 year anniversary trip to sit in an Airbnb and edit videos. Right. So I said, you know what? Let's just take these three videos off. We'll start posting them um, on the Monday. You know, we get back. Right. That'll give me that seven days while we're in New York to edit the rest of them, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that's basically what I did every single day, mm -hmm. um, all day long, was just editing Edit. that series, um, which didn't only really allow me to get very much ahead for whenever we went to uh, Tulsa. Right. And then to Enid and then to Breckenridge, Colorado. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of footage that will be uh, coming out. Yes, because um, we filmed yes. the whole time. Yes, we did. <laughs> so lots of videos on, on the works, um, but they did not come out uh, while we were gone. So we missed a lot of videos the last part of this year. But I think that's probably okay because, again, I think – like you were saying, you didn't want to make time. Like the point of, so if you have followed along with us at all, um, Cody has been out of New York twice. You traveled for work. Mm -hmm. They were both work, but you traveled for work twice. And then I hadn't left New York at all until October when we went home for your sister's wedding. But that was only four. We were gone a total of five days, I think. It was like, and it was busy. It was not a vacation. Yeah. And so. It wasn't rest. Yeah, it wasn't rest. So coming up um, Christmas, we decided um, we'd asked for flights home for our presents instead of actual gifts, um, which, of course, neither of our mothers followed that rule. They still bought us stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, well, their moms. You know. Yeah. They didn't. We, it wasn't a normal Christmas. That, so, mm, yeah. No. They didn't like say. They didn't go crazy. Yeah, they, but they did buy us too they, much they, stuff. They, there's no way they could sit there and let us not open anything on <laughs> yeah. Christmas. So we, we opened a few things. Yeah. And yeah. and it was all great. So, like it was actual um, good gifts that I needed. Mm -hmm. Like um, house shoes that I really 
like really wanted because I've never had like re- I know that sounds crazy. I'm 28 years old. I've never had like real hard sole house shoes. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I really wanted some. Your grandma now. You need them. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, it was like really good stuff that we needed that I, you know I had been wanting for a long time. That's practical, but point is they weren't supposed to buy us anything because they paid for our flights home yeah. and we decided to go home for longer um to because neither of us have jobs so yeah. we decided to go home a little longer to hang out with some friends in tulsa who we hadn't seen in a year and a half and um it was really good like just to chill you yeah. know with our friends in tulsa and have like no plans um and so- have multiple days multiple days and not like oh we need to cram all of our love into one day it was like we could we had three and a half days to spread it all out (laughs) to just chill and just be with each other yeah it was nice we would go to somewhere and we'd literally sit at a coffee shop for five hours or whatever just talking Mm -hmm. um so i knew like when we decided to go a little extra longer i thought well, and then your your parents wanted to go on a family vacation, so we tacked on a week at the end to go skiing. <laughs> right, which this is like, we said, hey, families, can nobody get us any gifts and yeah. please just all pitch in and buy us flights back home? Right. And they're like, okay, let's do it. And then after that, they're like, also, uh, how about we go skiing for Christmas? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm definitely not saying no. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, we decided to go to Breckenridge, Colorado this time because I had never been to Colorado and you hadn't been. Your family went skiing in Colorado one time. Yeah. Your family's a big skiing. Well, I wouldn't uh, say Not big. big, but that's like, We've been like your family times. vacation is skiing. Well, because I grew up, at a, my parents owned a water park. Right. And there was, I have never one time been on a summer vacation Right. With my family. Which is insane to me. And I did not grow up skiing. The first time I went skiing was six years ago with your family. And this last week was the second time I ever went skiing. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go somewhere that had like a town that was super cute that I could like, I don't know. I just thought it might be a little more interesting for me personally. Yeah. And (laughs) and a place that has weed, obviously. Right. Yeah. I definitely wanted some, you know, I don't don't even even have lingo. (laughs) (laughs) Brownies, gummy bears, all the things. Um, so anyways, we went to Breckenridge, Colorado. So with all of that in mind, also Trisha, we didn't do that by the way. Oh, right. Mom, I did not (laughs) smoke marijuana. Not that there's anything wrong with it. If it's legal in Colorado, it is. I have no qualms with it whatsoever, but I should preface to my mother that I didn't do it. Um, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So all of that to say, I knew that the last two weeks, we were going to be just with family and there was hopefully going to be opportunity to just relax and rest. And 2018 was a really difficult year, I think. Well, for me personally, it was. Um, but then also to like not leave New York at all was really difficult. Like I just got so like uninspired because I just need variety and change and whatever. It's just how I and wired. So I was really excited about the prospect of being gone for two full weeks. Plus, I was hoping that when we left, I would like, I, I guess, rejuvenate and like be excited to come back to New York and like work on things, you know? I can't say that happened, but I, yeah, <laughs> I do think that like two weeks was like a good amount of time for, for me to kind of like detox in a way Mm -hmm. so was something that really surprised me is we were gone essentially the entire month of december essentially we we were in new york city for seven days right of december yes um and whenever we were flying back after being gone for the last two weeks um, which, you know, felt like a good amount of time, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it was, a it was enough. Yes. But for me, it was weird because I honestly was not excited to about come back. coming back to New York city. Same. And I, I felt that in October too, when we left, but I thought, 
Well, maybe it's just because it was only five days and we were busy the whole time. Like it wasn't a vacation. I didn't feel excited to come back. And I thought this time I would. Well, I knew I wouldn't feel excited about coming back from London because London and New York, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, but I thought this time, like spending two full weeks in the middle of nowhere, surely I'll be ready, you know. And I didn't feel excited. Um, And I've been, I've tried to wondered if that means something like you know like what does it mean right well and like i don't think both of us know that new york isn't forever right regardless of if we end up in london or not like new york isn't a forever place for us um so i was like does that mean we're coming to the end of our time here you know like Mm -hmm. just how i do and um i was thinking about that like all this week since we got back the 31st monday and today is Saturday. So I've been thinking about it all week. And I can't say, I don't know if it means anything or not. I am now though, I'm feeling better about being here. Like having spent this whole week in New York, detoxing the two weeks before, and then just like kind of recovering Mm -hmm. and like just chilling at home or whatever. Like I feel good now. Yeah, I feel like I guess happy to be in New York. It's just weird because 2018 was such a weird year. I mean, we're doing like all these cool things and like, you know, podcasting and YouTubing and freelance video jobs and, you know, whatever. It's like fun stuff, meeting cool people, hanging out with cool people. But like underneath all of that has been for me just like a lot of stress because transition isn't like always easy you know, and like making money isn't always easy. And like, it's exhausting because New York costs so much that you have to make even more. Mm -hmm. So there's just been like an underlying like stress of a year. And I feel like I'm coming out of that a little bit, which is nice. And I think maybe that's making me like New York a little better. New York is hard sometimes to live in. But I feel like I'm like being reminded about why I love New York. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I I would say that I I don't think I've made it there yet. Um, I think that probably comes down to relationships. No, I one hundred percent feel that way still about. I mean, like I said, we have like friends here and like people that I love to hang out with who are super cool. But coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, community in Tulsa is just unlike any. I think, I mean, I haven't lived anywhere else, but from what I've been told, like it's unlike anywhere else. Like yeah. Tulsa does community so well. And like all of my best friends, my life friends are because of Tulsa. Right. And um, you just don't have that here. And I don't know if it's because like the coasts, don't necessarily value community as much. I mean, because it's true, people move here to work, right? So maybe they don't value community or maybe it's just like hard to build community. It's weird because I feel like we made friends quick. Like, I mean, I feel like getting in to a friend group was simple and like fairly easy, but it's like going that extra deeper step has been more difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if it's because like people are just always busy in New York or if it, I don't know what it is. Well, yeah. To re to emphasize on the Tulsa community part, I can think of uh, probably at least five people right off the top of my head that moved away from Tulsa um, and moved to New York specifically. A a couple of them, like I can, Mm -hmm. I can name two immediately. And then, um, some other people who moved around the country to other places who all came back to Tulsa after between a year and five years Mm -hmm. um, and all specifically said that they came back because of community or Mm -hmm. that was a part of their decision or said something along the lines of that they don't, they could not find community elsewhere like you can in Tulsa. Right. And I don't know if that has to do with Tulsa specifically, Midwest, smaller cities yeah, versus, know. you know, just a huge city, that type of thing. But coming into New York and forming, you know, my opinions, I guess, would be, I think in New York, 
you would, we just have to be way more intentional. And not that you don't have to be intentional other places to build community. Right. But because you're in a smaller spot and because our community was built around church, Mm -hmm. one, that, that makes it where you see the same people. Right. Every week. There's a reason you are right. seeing It's them. like you're going, you're going, you're to, the same going spot. to the same spot every single week and you're seeing them. You're seeing them. You know, it goes from like a, you kind of, you introduce yourself and you're like, oh yeah, I remember you from last week type thing. Yeah. To like starting a conversation and then, and then right. that just keeps going. And then you live in a smaller city and so you actually see each other around mm-hmm. and there's only so many things you can do. And so if you invite those people, you know, it's like easy to you know, just what, right. It's just the convenience of, of small I proximity. Guess. Yes. Yeah. I think I, that's it is that in a smaller city, proximity is easier. Yeah. Versus in New York city, because everything is, you don't have to leave your neighborhood to have everything that you need to, to survive. Right. You can survive within your like half mile radius. Mm-hmm. And so Proximity is hard. Proximity takes intention. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, moving forward, I think in 2019, I I feel like that was one of my goals in 2018, and I feel like we developed some relationships, but I feel like in 2019, one of my goals is to be very intentional to build deep community. Right. Not just... Community. Uh, not, not just a community of people that I have their phone number. Like, right. it's a, you know, deep, like, we, it's not about are we hanging out but this weekend, when, but what are we doing? Yeah. Like, am I coming to your house? You come to my house? Like, what's going on? Like, right. that it's not a question of like, which is how it was in Tulsa. It's, it's not like, you know, where are we going to lunch this Sunday? It's right. like, where are we going to lunch this Sunday? Yes. That type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, I definitely feel that. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't know how long I would want to stay in New York without building that. Yeah. Like I think New York is really cool and I love it, but I mean, it's not all of my life. And so I feel like I don't, it's not worth staying here to me unless I can build that, you know? And that's what I was thinking. That's what I've been thinking Mm -hmm. is New York city is an amazing place. Mm Mm-hmm. But like we, we've said this many times that people make the place. Right. And so th- the place, it can only be a surrogate for, you know, the excitement and deepness of relationship right. for a so long. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, New York has, it, it's ran its course in being able to sustain me um, by just itself. Just as a city. Just, just as a city of like, I can go to New York City and it, Right. It gives me everything that I need, you know, it gives me right. all my energy and ev- all of the, uh, you know, whatever, whatever I need. Inspiration. Yeah, inspiration and, and all that type of stuff. It, it did that for right. a year and a half, basically, um, with, you know, some relationships building. And it, I think that if we wouldn't have built the relationships we have, it would have been even sooner right? than, than now. Um, but after going back to Tulsa and really experiencing the people again of our people and mm-hmm. like jumping right back into conversations and jumping right back into where we left off. Yeah. Where I we left. It's just that, that it's just that deep knowing mm-hmm. of each other and deep care mm-hmm. of each other that it's like, well, of course I'm not going to be homesick for, a place that only has my apartment and like his like right you know uh, buildings right it's like there's you know we have a few friends here but we haven't made it through that threshold that we have with our life people right you know and so it's like i guess that i'm just processing processing out loud just kind of how i've been feeling of like I'm not homesick for right like I'm more it's, homesick for the four days we were in Tulsa right now right than I you know and it's, was it's the interesting because I never want to move back to Tulsa right I, like I I can't say never because Tulsa is a great city I, I now 
being away from it, I have that perspective now. Like mm-hmm. I would never have said that. Like yeah. <laughs> when I lived there, I, had, I was ready to I get had out. Lots of Tulsa FOMO whenever we were in Tulsa and yeah. we were going around to all these br- amazing new like restaurants and yeah. stores. They're and, definitely getting some new stuff. That's and amazing. The huge new park that is like world class and just like oh, gosh, seeing all of this stuff that that has been built within the last year and a half. I'm like. Why wasn't this here when I was here? <laughs> it's like, not that there wasn't a bunch of cool stuff that came in while we were there because Tulsa completely changed while we were there. Right. But then it was like, all of this stuff on top of that, yeah. it's like just a- you know, It's it's a great- It's punch in the face. Yeah, it's a great place to live. The thing for me is that I, I well, I'm just from Oklahoma. I don't want to live in my home state forever. You right. know, there's that whole thing. But also, I really like not being landlocked and I don't, nec- don't want to go back to that lightly, you know? Yeah. But that being said- I I loved being in Tulsa for it. And I know being somewhere is different than living somewhere, right? And I think that's the thing that's crazy to me is that like I before moving to New York, I I swore I still a little bit do <laughs> that a a place can be just as much of a like a calling or a passion or whatever as a job can. Um I think that you can be you can feel just as passionate about that you belong in a certain city as you do about I belong in this job or whatever. Um, but with that being said, it is amazing to me how much the city doesn't matter if you don't have friends there. Like like the city, I, it just is completely different living there than visiting. And New York is so cool and so inspirational. Um, but once you live here for a long time and like, you know, you still, for me, don't have you have friends but not deep connection it's it just is it's shallow a little bit and like the city starts to feel a little shallow um and i don't say that lightly because i very much respect like the friendships that we've made and the community that we have found and the connections that new york brings you is amazing but it's just different because everybody is so busy So it feels like, and maybe that's just it. Maybe it's that I just don't know how to foster community in New York because it's so different than Tulsa, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But I definitely think like that's a major thing in 2019 that like I don't want to go a whole year again without having somebody that I can text or call and not feel like I'm bothering them, you know? And I mean, I would say we've gotten to that point. No, that's a personal thing. Yeah. That's not on anybody else. That's like, I have like Amber, Michelle, like I have a few people from Tulsa that I literally can text and like, I don't feel because we've gotten to that place. So like, I don't feel any like apprehension, but that's like a personal thing. And I, I don't feel like I've gotten there with like my friends yet. Yeah. I mean, it it basically is to that point where they're family. Right. Where it's like. You can you can text, or you can call. You can do whatever at any time. You can say anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a hey, how are you? You know, whatever, and like whatever. Like I literally can just text Amber, like whatever is happening in my day that I'm like irritated about, or something. And because it is to that like family level where you don't feel like you have to um, make sure that they that you're not misunderstood. Right. It's like. And while, I mean, I don't know if I want to text them about this because I don't know if they would misunderstand, you know, me or like that I might make them mad or whatever. It's like, but whenever you've developed those relationships into family. Right. And it's, you don't worry about that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like you can, your guard is down. You can be completely open. Mm -hmm. And I think that is whenever that is true, like relationship. And that is obviously one of the beauties of marriage but also your partner can't be everything like you can't you can't you can't you know put there's no way that that one other person can completely replace all relationships sorry you're not enough for me (laughs) (laughs) cheers um and so it's like anyways yeah i think uh all of, all of that to say, all of <laughs> this rant, I guess, I don't know, um, is really just being open about where I'm at. 
Yeah. That I love New York. Yeah. I love London. I, you know, love travel. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I, I am. I know now, I guess, that there is no way that just moving or just an amazing place, right, can sustain me. Yeah, and and, Honestly, and, and, and inspire little, me and uh, yeah, and all that. I'm a little bummed that I learned that about myself. <laughs> Which is funny. It's a lesson that I I still haven't quite accepted. It's a lesson you, know? you haven't quite accepted, and it's a lesson that you could have already learned. Um, oh yeah, before we even moved, for sure, one hundred percent. Well, not not that you easily accept um, learning opportunities for me. But I do, <laughs> I do the opposite. I do yeah. not accept but, learning opportunities. <laughs> um, your most trusted mm. mentor also impressed upon you. I know um, this lesson and, and I didn't believe it. You fully reject it. I did. I don't reject it now. Not fully. Yeah. I know. I think because, because I don't think it's a blanket statement. I'm, that's why I'm apprehensive. I'm apprehensive to say it as a blanket statement as a, this is true. 100%, you know? Um, but because I, for a long time in my life had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Didn't know, you know, my calling. I don't even know what other people call it, but, you know, quote unquote, calling. Your purpose. Purpose, whatever. Passion. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. Or maybe I did know what I wanted but thought I couldn't do it. You know, all those things. But I always very much, like, I felt very confident in that I didn't belong in Oklahoma. <laughs> like that, I don't belong here. Yeah, that's the only thing that I, I just knew with, like, every fiber of me. I knew that I did not belong in Oklahoma. And I still think that. Like, I think Tulsa, if I was going to live in Oklahoma, Tulsa would be the only place I would live. But I, I still think that, like, the Midwest isn't necessarily for me. Mm. Um. So I do on some level still believe that you can belong in a certain part of the world just as much as you can belong to a certain career. Um, but that being said, I think I think the the difference or like the defining thing is like not looking for your, um, I guess, purpose, not looking for your reason to be alive in any one thing. Like it can't or be- Or any one person. That's what I mean. It can't be in New York City. It can't be in your job. It can't be in your spouse or partner or whatever. Like it, you do not exist for any one thing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I, and so I think that's where the like differences maybe is like, sure, you can belong in New York, but like you are not who you are because of New York. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm really just talking this out right now. Yeah. But <laughs> in the what you were saying kind of uh it reminded me that the whole reason I was talking about um the places and mm -hmm. you know learning these lessons was because coming around back to that being in Tulsa for those days and being with you know our people in Part of the problem is that yeah. none of them really live there anymore. We were right. all back for the holidays. So yeah. it was had nothing really to do with Tulsa and everything to do with the people who were there. The people who were there. And <laughs> yeah. most of them um, don't live there. Know, except for a couple of them don't live there anymore. And so even if I was to move back, I would have the same feelings, which brings me to the point of or that I feel like I would rather live in a city that is okay mm -hmm. with the people yeah. that I want to do life with right? versus live in a amazing city with nobody. Yeah, I and think, by, I mean, I, no, I totally understand what you're saying. I think that brings into question, like, is it all about, this is a whole different conversation, I think, but is it all about your happiness, kind of? Like, is it all about, like, although, I mean, I feel like we're happier with our people versus a city with nobody. So not that, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know. But I guess what I'm saying is, do you make decisions just based on your own happiness or based on the collective group? You know what I mean? 
that that question seems unrelated to this conversation. No, it's about where are you choosing to live? Yeah. Are you choosing to live because like you love a city even though none of your people are there or are you going to choose a city where all of your people are but that you don't necessarily love? But I guess which one of those is making a decision for a group? Cuz they're well, both living making- in a place that you don't love for other people but you're but you would be choosing that place because you love people more i know that's what i just said i guess it's kind of the same yeah but my immediate thought was like oh but then i'm not making a decision based on me but on other people i think you are yeah i i I mean i think both of them are decisions because uh, life is short yeah you know it's like why spend your time and you know miserable or why spend your not i'm not saying that we're miserable i'm just right. stating that you know it's like why do things that make you unhappy or why do things that don't fulfill you like why right. do why do things that don't bring you joy it's like there's no point right um in in the in the grand scheme Correct. You yeah. have to do things you don't enjoy Obviously. every day to. You You're know, not going to be 100 yeah. percent happy all the time. Well, but there's there's a difference between being overall happy and having to do something at work that you don't want to do, or having right. to do something for work well, that no you don't dream necessarily want to do. Well, no job is yeah. is made yeah. up of all dreams. You still have scenarios. to file, and you know you still have to like you know, I don't email know. and crap. Yeah, I mean, if, even at home, it's like you still have to clean the toilet. Nobody's passion is cleaning the toilet. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> well, I think that even people who their career is cleaning toilets, they make. If they're fulfilled in it, it's not about making sure the toilet's clean. It's there's a bigger picture there. Right. They they have they have made a a larger story around why they're cleaning the toilet. Right. And which brings them fulfillment is you know what, right. you know whatever the reasoning is. Anyways, we get, all know that. Yeah. Sure, we do. Well, um, the two of us know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, you were saying that you'd rather you feel like you would rather live in a city with your people that you don't love versus yeah, but that's a city with nobody. But I was responding to you though. Oh, because I said choosing your own happiness versus the groups. Yeah, I guess life is short. But know. I think yeah. <laughs> I do think it's kind of the same because you are choosing your own happiness to be with people. Yeah, and so that it like comes to the question, mm-hmm. or I guess you know where we're at of. I guess, would you, this is just you and I talking, just, yes. you know, would you rather, let's say. I feel nervous all of a sudden. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> let's say all of, you know, our family people are, yeah. you know, family. Yeah. That all f- six or whatever, how many other people this? Um, They all move back to Tulsa, make mm-hmm. it even more specific. Like, yeah. That it's a place that you don't necessarily want to be. Right. They were all there. And we're here in our current state. Yeah. It's like, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather be in New York City? Or would you rather be living a life w- surrounded by people mm-hmm. that you love? I think, I mean, I think a lot of things are happening in my brain right now Mm -hmm. i think i want to quickly and immediately say obviously people because i do feel that on one level um but i also know me too Mm -hmm. and i know how bored i get and i know how um how much change and variety that i need not that i necessarily um participate in a lot of the stuff new york has to offer i i mean (laughs) i have my routines here just like i had my routines in tulsa and um i so i don't know if it's necessarily that i have to have the things around me because i want to do them um but there is like a part of me that's like i could not i i couldn't just sit in tulsa all day every day like i know i couldn't Mm -hmm. so maybe if it was like in Tulsa with my people, but we were, you know, traveling a lot or something like if you and I had the means and the schedule and all of that to be able to go whenever we needed to go, I think that would be the most ideal. But I, I also, I don't know. It would be, so it's really hard to answer because it's like, I know what it's like to live in New York now. You know, right. At least... A little bit, a, a yeah. A little bit. Um, 
you know, it's like it's been almost it's approaching two years. Mm -hmm. And not that I can't remember what it's like to live in Tulsa. Right. But my. Well, the nostalgia has set in now. Now it's not just the daily life of Tulsa. It's the nostalgia of Tulsa. It's like I am going I am picturing Mm -hmm. the ideal. Right. You know, it's and the ideal is great. I remember it's it's kind of like I've always said about like your memories or whatever. You only remember the best things, mm-hmm. right? Like in Iceland when it was freezing cold and 100 mile an hour winds. I don't remember that when I think of Iceland. I think of the waterfalls and how beautiful it was. That's how it is with Tulsa. I don't think of how bored I was every day. I think of like, you know, having our- The highlights. Yeah, I think of having our close people and I think of having 20 plus people over to our house every Sunday and I think of- like the good things. And that all sounds incredible to me. But when I actually think about it, like even just the, even just the practicality of going places in Tulsa is impossible. Um, Not in Tulsa, but leaving Tulsa. Like you're so landlocked. There's nowhere to go. You have to drive six hours to be out of Oklahoma, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then um, flying anywhere is freaking expensive because everything is like the airports in Oklahoma are so small. We were just looking this up the other day. Well, because it's we, like an international airport. Yeah. It's called <laughs> the, the Tulsa one is called the Tulsa international airport. Yeah. And the Oklahoma city airport is called the Will Rogers world airport. And yeah. neither one of them have an international flight that leave out of them. Right. You always connect to somewhere else. And so it makes it like incredibly expensive to fly anywhere. Yeah. And Whereas, we, like, what, what was it? Um, Tulsa's airport only has 18. 18. Yeah. It was Tulsa's airport only has 18 nonstop flights that leave out of it or nonstop destinations. I, right. I should say not flights, but there are only 18 destinations out of the airport that are nonstop. Right. It's tiny. And New York is not one of those. Yeah, New York's not one of them. You usually have to fly to Dallas or something. But um, but it's like New York, I mean, everything is at your fingertips. Everything. We, we went to London for like really cheap. Mm-hmm. Really, really cheap. Less than a domestic flight here. Yeah, I mean, the our f- combined flights round trip to London were the same price as our combined flights round trip to, to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. It's so expensive and not to mention like all the trains that we have available to us in the Northeast that we can just, we can be in Boston or DC or anywhere in the Northeast. Yeah. But we've been here a year and a half and haven't taken advantage of it. Right. But that's because we're, you know, trying to. We're struggling. We're starving artists. We're starving artists. (laughs) Speaking of, if you want to go to shop.deeplycurious.fm, you can get yourself some Deeply Curious swag. We got a mug, some t-shirts, a yeah. hoodie. Um, all of that helps I, us take a train to Boston. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I do think, though, like, there are those kinds of amenities that I very much want at my disposal that Tulsa doesn't offer. But then I'm thinking, well, in the ideal situation, if we're in Tulsa with all of our family, right, all of our friends, um, and we have enough money, we're making enough money, then it doesn't really matter I would be fine spending the extra. Mm -hmm. But the question is, would we be making enough money? Because I don't know. I don't even know what we would be doing. Right. (laughs) It's like, because that brings brings into YouTube. Right. It's like, could we actually continue to grow? And uh, basically, could we build our thing? Whatever this thing is called. Yeah, I don't know. You know, podcast, YouTube. All that type of stuff. Could we actually do that in a place like Tulsa? Right. Versus being in a New York that... Because New York is its own character. Right. New and everybody a, wants to see there, New York. There's always stuff to do. There's mm-hmm. all And nobody in, is searching for like... Vloggers in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Or, or things to do in... You know, the, right. just all the things that people search for with New York at the end. Right. Never is replaced with Tulsa. Never. And There's so not even those things to do. In the Tulsa. organic like searchability is not there. Right. Nobody cares about a walking tour of Tulsa. Yeah. And also there's there, no sidewalks. There's no, you can't walk there. There's no, <laughs> there's not a community. Right. In Tulsa of whatever we are. Right. Um, 
and you know a filmmaker i mean i guess whatever it does just that it just makes it more difficult yeah collaborations all that type of stuff right would be significantly harder so it's basically like the career path we are on now is that even a career path we could have right maybe if you've already made it and you decide to go back and then you can again afford to go wherever you need to go to do whatever jobs you need to do right maybe And, and that's the thing too is that there are I can name YouTubers right now who live in places that are basically Tulsa's. Right. And they they make it happen. They do it. They do it. But I feel like our, I don't know, I kind of feel like our content is more explorative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is, we are us. And I, you know, I hope that the community that we're building is people who enjoy us as people and right. want to like, you know, they, they like what we're doing. Um, but also we involve a lot of very interesting right. things. But, you know, there is something to be said about like you, we could go on road trips or like there is a lot of like nature things that yeah. are cool around Oklahoma. I don't know. Anyway, it gets into a whole thing of like, could right. we even be doing what we're doing? Also, I have no idea. Um, for uh, not you, but for the listeners, um, yeah. the, we, this is, we're, we're, we're having an open conversation right now. We have no plans of leaving New York. Yeah, none whatsoever. I'm very, I'm, yeah. Yeah, th- this is not, we're not, ha- this isn't a life crisis or anything. No. It's, lit- I mean, these are thoughts we're legitimately having. Right, because I think every everybody gets to that point in New York, I think. At least yeah. everybody I've talked to. But don't, you know, you, I, basically just saying, like, don't leave this podcast thinking, like, we're, like, doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're having a, a lonesome, you know, crisis and we're Not trying to get all. out of New York City. That's It's more so... I think you should be honest with yeah, yourself. Yeah, we're just, like, open, think, vulnerable conversation about yeah. what we're feeling There's something right I said a while ago that I was actually planning on write about, writing about, but, you know, I'll just say it here. Um... I and wrote, write about it later. Yeah, probably. I wrote a little thing and I just said, I think you should always ask yourself why you're chasing what you're chasing. And I think that's exactly what this is. Like, you know, you can chase whatever you think, but I, whatever you want, but you should still ask yourself why you're doing it and like ask yourself in the middle of it, even if it's something you still feel like you're supposed to be doing to like explore those questions because it's important. It's important to know instead of just being on autopilot. I think that's kind of what this conversation is. Like, I don't want to be on autopilot for anything. I I mean, we are very lucky in the fact that we have been here for as long as we have and haven't had to get, you know, full-time jobs or right. anything like that. And I just think we should continue asking ourselves, like, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Are we even enjoying what we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those questions, like you should just be intentional with your life. I think that's what this conversation is. It's just like asking, why are we doing this? And do we still want to be doing this? You know, because at any point we can change it. And that's nice and liberating to know. Here's a question I already know the answer to, but I still think it's fun to ask. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. So, you know, you're, you're thinking about, you know, New York, Mm-hmm. With without family relationships, right? Um, versus a less than ideal place with strong family relationships. Mm-hmm. But we have not had to have full time jobs in New York City, right? Is any place worth a full time job? No, one hundred percent no. If it comes to that, I will leave New York. And the only reason I say that so confidently is because I had a full-time job and there's nothing. And, I had a full-time desk job. Right. Let, and, me, and, let me clarify. It's not yeah. a full-time. I, we have full-time jobs. It's just right. we don't necessarily a, get paid full-time. A, yeah. And for clarification for, you know, listeners, I guess. A full-time job for money. Yes. Trading time for money right. 40 hours a week for a paycheck every two yeah you know? with you know there's no passion like yeah behind it desk job then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i had that for a really long time and i hated myself and i i will do whatever i need to to not go back to that um which is hard because <laughs> you know you're sitting in new york with a uh, new york bills and 
it's really hard to like build something from nothing here unless you have some sort of support. And I mean, we came with a savings account, but we're done with that. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not spending any more out of that or at least I don't want to, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's to the point where we can't. Well, you say that, but that makes it sound like there's zero dollars and there's not zero dollars, but there is my zero, your zero. And that's what, this is a good money tip for everybody. Pick a number that you're comfortable with having in savings and call that zero. That's what we've done since day one. Yeah. So we have never been below a certain number. Yeah, when we, when we were in our young 20s, it was $1,000. Right. $1,000 was zero, never went below 1000 Right. You know, and now that we're almost 30, it's 10000 Right. So, so it's like, there's just a certain yeah. like There's zero. a certain number and yeah. we call it zero. But just FYI, we are not, we're fine. You know, we're doing okay. But anyways, um, yeah, I I would do whatever I need to to not get another trade my soul for some money job. And that includes leaving New York. Which, I mean, I think this comes, that we did a whole podcast about that, mm-hmm. of is New York worth it? And, I, and that was a conclusion we came to, is it's like, they're for us. I, I, I love New York, but I will not trade my soul for anything. Yeah. That's where I'm at. And I, and I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, maybe people don't understand it and, or maybe they don't agree and maybe they they don't feel like they're selling their soul for a desk job and that's fine. I, I have nothing against any of that. Like whatever you want to do, you do it. But for me, yeah, it's not worth it for me. I, I know what I'm like when I have a job like that and I'm not, I'm not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> so I will live in a smaller place that's cheaper that will afford me happiness. Broke before broken. Ooh, yes. That's going to be a new tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I would not get a full-time desk job. And that makes it really hard because I don't really know how to make money. Like, I I say that in a, like again building something like what we're trying to build and like it's all kind of new for me because i i quit my full-time job three and a half years ago but we didn't start doing this stuff until a year and a half ago so i'm only a year and a half into a new whatever this is and i don't really know what i'm doing yeah so like i feel again really kind of stressed a lot about all of that because mostly because i don't have any solid game plan (laughs) yeah i mean we we had Um, we we went from an eight year right like and we were career i mean we were pretty set in Tulsa. like we had a great home we had a great savings account we had businesses we i mean we were good we were golden we were both i was working part-time at a job that i just genuinely enjoyed it's not because i needed it Mm -hmm. i just liked it you know, and like it got me out of the house for 20 hours a week. And that was fun, you know, and now we're here and I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> I have to actually like build something to make money, you yeah. know, and like that. It was always so easy in Tulsa and it's just like different here and I'm new to the game. So it's like a right. lot of stress, but I'll I'll do yeah. it so that I don't have to. I mean, we, we, s- we started over. Yeah. Um basically all new careers yeah um all new uh level of bills um yeah but also an all new setting yeah that we want to be in that we love and that is fun yes and that we feel called to and that has great connections and great people right and you know from our worldview of christians and our experience of very much knowing that God spoke to us and called us to be in New York City. Right. Like I don't I don't take any of that lightly. Yeah. So in which for me this is this is just my I mean I will speak for myself now for the collective yeah. marriage that for me that in itself fuels me to continue building what we're building mm-hmm. and even though it's been a year and a half and we um, you know, haven't made we it. haven't exploded, or right. you know, our maybe this, aren't successful. That right. or maybe what we other are, people wouldn't define as successful. Yes, and we haven't made it to that over that threshold of um of creating 
art as a living right yet um because the living part hasn't come <laughs> we're creating the art we're putting right. it out there but as a living has has not fully meaning come meaning it's our only source of income right is that what right. you're defining it as yeah or just yeah. pays bills right type thing. but I, that's what i mean yeah like, it's like is our living um but i have this dream i have this passion and i have this strong conviction that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and i'm willing to persevere right i think also if you take it like not not taking you know the christian worldview or whatever you want to call it into account um there's so many like quotes and i can't think uh you know the account niche on mm-hmm. it's underscore n-i-t-c-h if you want to follow a great account that just has really great quotes from a lot of great people <laughs> um anyways there was one on there the other day but basically they were saying the people who uh the difference between the people who succeed and the people who don't are the ones who succeed continue or mm-hmm. persevere or whatever. That's like the gist of the quote. And I do think on some level that's very true. Like it sucks in the middle of it. And like, I think we're in the middle of it. Right. Like I think we're at the point where like you either continue or you, or you give up mm-hmm. and like that determines your life, you yeah. know? And I feel like a piece or a, a big part of me is like, oh no, we're just supposed to persevere now. Like it feels like it's not working. It feels awful. I am like stressed out a lot of the time, but I do feel a very strong conviction that like you're just supposed to persevere and like this is what makes you, you know what I mean? Yep. I think that's where we're at. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not giving up on New York by any means. I'm not, you know, just asking some questions. Right. And, and I think there is a really great um book ted talk also um about grit i think the the book is literally called grit yeah and a lot of times that is the defining factor or at least one of the factors that is in every success story yeah i mean you have to be stubborn yeah and like you're just willing just like willing yeah to uh, do what we're doing. Like, yeah. be here, start something, and a year and a half later, it is growing. There are signs of health, and there right. are signs of moving in the right direction. Right. But at a slower, slower pace. continual pace that would be very, very easy for you know anybody to be like, well. I've been I doing this gave for it my best. Yeah, I've been, I've been. I mean, what what else could I do? Mm-hmm. And what else you could do is keep doing, keep going. And I have zero idea mm-hmm. if this is going to work out. Like, oh yeah, this could have been a really bad idea. <laughs> um, I I have no idea if this is going to work out. Yeah, and it, it could be. You know, just one of these big life risks that I've taken that I will have a story to tell, you know, in a couple decades about that thing that I did. And it's a failure that made me who I am today. Or it could be one of those stories that I did and I kept going and I kept going and it seemed like it wasn't going to work out. And then this happened and it made me the person that I am today, Yeah, um, you know, because of that. I think also in the... A thing that most of us need to remember, like in the internet age, is that success doesn't come in two months or whatever it is. Like there's so many examples of people who literally just blew up overnight, or it seems. Yeah. Um, or maybe even they did blow up overnight, you know. But that doesn't that's not a sign of success. It's a sign of growth mm-hmm. of of audience growth, but it's not a sign of success. And I think most mostly you won't see success (laughs) you know what i mean like it it just it takes so long to build something and and building is is longevity so anyway i just and also in the internet age we just don't we forget that it takes time right and in what it's essentially the other side of what you're saying Mm -hmm. is that whenever you do see 
right somebody who explodes and it seems like an overnight success overnight success um don't forget about the probably decade or more right that preceded that success right you like know? you only see what what the internet shows you right right it's so. like even people you know let, i'm just going to use our story as as an example because there are people who look at us and and think about like you know, they view us as a success. Right. And, you know, you're to, you know, X number of subscribers and it only took you that long, like, you know, right. whatever, whatever. Or, you know, your videos are so good, you know, that type of thing. And I did not start making videos a year and a half ago. Right. I started posting videos on YouTube right. a year and a half ago. Right. But I started making videos 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I had a career of creating content right not for the internet yeah for eight years where i was a creative director learning and developing my taste and my skills and my abilities right to be and building businesses from mm -hmm. scratch learning all those skills that it takes to be an entrepreneur over the course of my entire life learning those from my dad learning those from personal experience learning those from mentors mm -hmm. to the point where a year and a half ago, here. I could move here with all of the skills necessary to not even have an ounce of anxiety about doing what Starting I'm doing. Thing. Yeah. Because I already know I have the life experience and I know I have the skills to start right. doing what I'm doing now. And, um, you know, if you were to translate that into, let's say, in this year and a half, we would have exploded. And, you know, we mm -hmm. have, you know, what generally is deemed as a successful you know mm -hmm. number most people would be like oh my gosh they did that in a year and a half it's like no right we did that in 15 years right it's just you only saw the last year and a half right yeah it's completely different i just it's hard to remember all of that like right. especially when you're in again in the middle of it it feels like it sucks and it feels like it's not working and whatever but I mean, you you never actually see the whole picture, right? On that, the internet, that's also another thing um, about people have asked like about our apartment. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, our apartment tour video is like right. the catalyst of our YouTube channel, and we people ask like, well, how long did it take you to, you know, build your apartment? And it's like, well, technically, it, it only took like a month. Yeah, but if it also took ten years, right? Because I have owned and sold and remodeled ish like and decorated and done all that stuff to my homes right plural that i've right. moved from over the last decade um that i you know i've owned a few of them and i've like remodeled things and i've installed things and i've right. learned like how to run wires and do you and know you we've learned how to walk into a space and like understand like, oh, okay, this isn't going to work in this space, so we need to do this instead. Right. You know? it's, yeah, anyways, just another point that, right. yes, it only took me you know, a month basically to build out this apartment, but at the same time, it took me 10 years and a month. To learn the skills to do it. To walk into this place and make it the place that it is, right. and only it took me a month. Yeah. Because I built my taste and I built my skills mm -hmm. and I built my abilities, which are skills, um, <laughs> you know, over the last, you know, years yeah. to be able to do that. Um, so this conversation went from, uh, I guess, Different questioning things. Yeah. <laughs> questioning New York, uh, you know, basically it started with people or place. Yeah. You know, now on to, on to which is funny because it wasn't even the intended conversation no the intended conversation was we're back it's 2019 let's talk about what we want for 2019 yeah. i had a whole goals magazine i was going to tell you about oh well yep <laughs> next time um so yeah that we'll uh go ahead and, and wrap it up there before we get on uh another tangent some more uh tangents um i am very sad that we were not able to do some of these guest episodes yeah. that we were wanting to do while we were gone. So I've been thinking, I've been devising, I've been planning over the last week of how I can make those happen from a distance. Um, yeah. Because it, I, I, I had some conversations that I really did want to have, specific conversations that I feel like 
I want to have on the podcast and, but I want these other voices to be a part of them. Um, so there, I'm going to try to make those happen, even if it is a, uh, you know, kind of Skyping people in type thing, but we have to figure out our, uh, audio quality. Yes. So, um, be- all that to say, we do have some 2019 plans yeah, 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 yeah. and I am excited to get back into the swing of things and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being just awesome people and yeah. listening um, this far into the podcast. You guys are our true fans, I guess. MVPs. I, yeah. Um, the community that we are trying to build, you are you are it. You did um, it. <laughs> and we're very, very, very much appreciative. Yes. Appreciative of you. As a quick reminder, this podcast is sponsored by B&H Photo Video. Check them out by going to bandh.com. Click on links if you wouldn't mind in the show notes or in the description. The B&H links are affiliate, affiliate linked. And so if you do purchase something, we'll get a percentage back. It also lets B&H know who sent them so that yeah. hopefully we can... Um, you know, let them know that this relationship is reciprocal yeah. uh, and valuable on uh, not just to us because it is valuable to us in general, but hopefully we can be of value to them, to them as well. Um, also, if you want to check out some Deeply Curious merch, you can do so by going to shop.deeplycurious.fm. And a third final thing, since you've made it this far, <laughs> you do like the show at, at least to make it this far. <laughs> so well, I would love it if you would help us out by just sharing this show with one other person this week, yeah. just let them know what you like about it and, you know, send them a link, whatever, um, and or review us on iTunes. Um, leaving great reviews lets iTunes know that people like the show, which lets them know that this is a good show to promote. Yes. Um, and, you know, if you're listening this far, you're the people that I want <laughs> to be to be uh, reviewing it. It's um, true. So... Thank you guys for we listening. Want, we only want those five stars. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if you don't like the show and you're still listening, well, um, please th- thanks for listening this far, but don't come back. <laughs> please disregard anything we just said. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I guess thank you guys again. That's the only thing I know to say. Yeah. We'll see you on the next episode of Deeply Curious. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>